and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast, episode 92, everything you need to know about selling your property development project with Hilary Saxton and Bob Anderson, the legend. This week, Bob and I will unpack everything you need to know about selling your property development project. But to do that, you have to have done a property development project, so... Uh, perhaps uh, you need to step back one if you haven't listened to some listened to some previous podcasts. Maybe it's time to do that. Anyway, we will talk about the pros, the cons, things you need to know, things to watch out for. It's going to be a fab episode. Let's jump on in. Hey, welcome to episode 92, everything you need to know about selling your property development project. Uh, talking today with Bob the Legend, as usual. And we've got, a, we've got a great episode in store for you. But before we kick off, Bob, how's your week been? Sometimes I feel like even though we oh. live together, I don't see you. <laughs> Week's been great, no, talking to... Is that because you haven't seen me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 never say that. But no, it looks, it, it's been great, we've... We've met some new people this week. Some people have inquired about the, the, the mentoring program and, and the course and so forth. So always good to talk to people. Uh, not all beginners either. Some of them have been quite active out there. Mm. Uh, but want to step up, take the next step, you know. That often happens mm. a lot of the time. And this isn't a plug, but I will do a plug at some point. But people do courses everywhere then come to us when they're ready to be get, re- get serious. Yeah, yeah. So Which that, is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome to have that reputation. And I think that that's led by your... Your experience being second to none, and I can say that wholeheartedly in the education space, and also uh, our genuineness to help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, good we, combo. We care. Anyway. Yeah, and also getting our new office sorted out. Oh yes, last time with this nothing background. For those that watch us on YouTube, we're moving. Yeah, moving office. Moving uh, office. We need more room. We do need more room. Too many people. Well, one of the people <laughs> that used to work remotely. Uh, moved in. Moved in. Literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've, we've, we need a bit more space now. Yeah, okay, so that's coming up in a couple of weeks. That is. Yeah, so. Next no. background will be, who knows? I don't know. Tropical island? <laughs> Tropical <laughs> island, Amazon jungle, whatever, whatever you like. Yeah, maybe we could do a property. De- Actually, maybe we should put a property development in the back. That would be a great idea. Oh, now I'm excited. I've actually mm. just had a couple of thoughts. That's triggered something. Yeah, okay. For those who listen to us on Spotify or Apple, feel free to share this episode. We really appreciate it uh, being shared so people know the, the great information that we share with people like you listening. We have so many, honestly, great yeah. emails every week. And, and thank you so much for those of you who, who do follow. I often get to speak to people and, and they go, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. And then, then I have to start my phone call with, hello, it's Hilary from Property Mastermind. It's hilarious. Anyway. Yep, it is good fun. And also, if you're listening to us or if you're watching us on uh, YouTube, just hit subscribe and then you'll get a notification. Anyway, Bob, let's jump into it. Yeah. Uh, everything you know need to know about selling your property development project. So what are the options? Well, you could sell yourself. Yeah. Oh, sorry, let me rephrase it. Not sell yourself. <laughs> you could sell the project yourself. You <laughs> some people do sell themselves. Some something. people do sell themselves. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody listening here. No, no. Well, I don't know. It's all good. But um, so you could sell your project yourself. Mm. Uh, you can't sell somebody else's because you need a real estate license. But yeah, look, you can sell your own project. So what's the difference? I know. Let's have a, a, a little look at that. So you can sell your own because you developed it, but you can't sell somebody else's because you don't have a license. Mm. So is that just a law? 
Well, it is, yeah. It's, there's, every state has its own legislation around uh, real estate agents and the licensing and, and uh, the education component to that is pretty well standardised across Australia these days. But, but basically, to be an agent, in other words, to sell other people's properties, you, you need an education, you need a licence uh, to do that. But you can sell your own property. I mean, lots of people, well, maybe not lots, but a number of people just sell, you know, sell their house. Uh, and I've sold my own rentals. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, yeah, you might. And, and as a developer, and remember that there's you, you got to check on the legislation in each state. Yeah. Uh, to to understand what the rules are, because they can vary a little bit. But generally, developers can sell their own stock, or at least up to a certain number per year. Sort of the rules really? change over time. Yeah. So, Bob, in your experience or the, the knowledge that you have is there any one particular state that's generally a little bit more strict than another when it comes to I'm, selling I'm, yourself yeah look i'm not really sure because i don't know the legislation in every state but uh, like oh just some, note something you don't know Bob. i can check on it for you i don't <laughs> i don't have to know anything but I, know. but I do know where to go to find the answer yeah uh like, like for instance in queensland the, the old rule was some years ago as a developer you could sell up to six lots okay. a year of your own and yep. then, then that I think changed to be open and then because some of the bigger development companies have in-house marketing mm. that, like I've worked for a couple of those big companies where we have a whole division within that property development company run by uh, you know, a, a person with a license in many cases, and we have you know, might have had ten or fifteen salespeople out on on different estates and do different projects selling. So that that's almost like a real estate agency within a property development company, yeah. which is a bit different from what we're talking about. We're talking about maybe smaller developers just selling our own our own product. I'm not up on all the legislation around the country because it's not something I, I really advocate. I mean, it's something you can do in certain circumstances. Mm. It's something I don't generally do no i remember you did do yeah it. i know you have done it and i i suppose knowing you like i do you are always about get the person who knows how to do it best to do it yeah it's usually more efficient it's going to yeah it's how you value time money yeah how you value your time and some people can't sell and don't want to sell and that's mm. fine i started off in property in real estate in, mm. in agency so i was selling land subdivisions uh, lots you know vacant lots and lots to builders and builders would build houses and i'd sell the houses for them so that's how I started off in property development to get my leg in the market. So I'm quite quite capable of, of selling real estate, but do I want it? I would it? have really. loved to have <laughs> experienced you try to sell me something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do it all I, the time. I know, actually. I keep I would, selling myself. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about that. And you're back in your stalking days. Yeah, you're definitely selling yourself. Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. own it. <laughs> and so there's that sell yourself. Yeah, so... Look, if you're nobody knows more about your project than you do. Yeah. You know, no agent will ever know more about it than you do. Because and nobody loves created, it more than you, oh, or yeah. has a relationship, not necessarily yeah. loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, why would you, if you could? Well, you save agents commission. Mm. I mean, that that's that's substantial. Uh, I mean, you know, agents fees are sort of range a bit from state to state. It varies in the range of say one and a half to two percent of the of the sale sale price. So if you were to do three, I'll keep it simple, $3 million townhouses, I mean, that could be 50, 60. Three times $1 million townhouses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Not could, $3 million. No, 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 three, one, three times $1 million. That would be, uh, you yeah, know, that could easily be fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. Per townhouse? Well, overall 
Oh, overall. Well, you think, well yeah, no. But you think of what? Let, let's let's average two percent. Okay. Two percent of a million is twenty. Twenty thousand dollars times three is sixty. So. Do you know New Zealand? It's four. It's around. Yeah, 4%. it is expensive over there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Queensland's possibly the most expensive state. Really. Yeah. But then it's it's relative to the price of the properties. Mm. Like in in some suburbs of Sydney, obviously, um, well, I mean Sydney on average could be twice what another capital city is in terms mm. of value. So one sale in agent would make twice as much money if the percentages were the same. So yeah. So although Queensland's got a high percentage, it's it, it doesn't have the same average value as say Melbourne or Sydney. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, point is, if you're a good agent, you make lots of money. Uh, and lastly, the marketer really you could use a marketer. Well. That's selling yourself. So, so if if you are going to sell your, I'll say sell yourself. You know what I mean. Sell yes. the project yourself. Well, let's let's just clarify that now. For the rest of this podcast, <laughs> when Bob talks about selling yourself, he's talking about selling a project yourself, not yeah. selling yourself. No, 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 exactly. Clar- clarification. And, and so there's there's lots of aids these days. Mm. Um, you know where you can get a listing on say realestate.com. Yep which normally you have to be an agent to get. You, you pay a flat fee. There's people who actually have a, a marketing system for you to sell your own property. They'll supply access to realestate.com. You can even upgrade to banner ads or whatever you want to do on that. Uh, they have signage, uh, you know, for sale signs that go out the front. They have lead-in signs for open houses. And basically they, they supply a package. And there's a number of those around at the moment if you want to go down that path and, and have a go yourself. But um, there's one thing I, w- I always say to people is if generally agents don't like to sell a property if the owner is also selling. Mm. So normally any, any project that I've ever sold myself, and, and it hasn't been many because it's not really something I feel like doing, I've just sold it myself. Like I haven't co-listed it with an agent. It can get quite messy. Um, I did do one once where both myself and the agent were selling. And, and if that's ever the case, you have to be very careful that you have a price on the property and you're both selling at the same price. And Because I have seen people come unstuck where they think, oh, I'm selling it myself and I've got an agent selling. That's not what I recommend at all. But they think, well, I don't have to pay the agent's commission so if I sell it. So I can be a little bit flexible on the price, mm. you know. Uh, that's not a good thing. So any time really pretty much I've done it is I've sold it myself mm. purely by myself not with an agent or I've sold with an agent and uh, in fact the last time I did it was probably six or seven years ago now because it's not something I want to do but I did it I did it partly because I, I did a joint venture with my son Luke and I thought he hasn't actually sold real estate give him a crack at it and uh, so to see if he wants to sell real estate oh, no, just, just to have the experience as, as opposed to being a financial well, advisor yeah well to, to, ha- to, to have the experience of talking to, to buyers yes because I think that's a good thing for property developers to understand buyers obviously mm-hmm. but also you know in that situation you're talking to them you're showing them the property you're describing it you're following them up you're answering their questions so that was a good experience and i think when you say that bob that also because he would have had a passion about the property and like we started with and a financial interest yeah exactly no one has (laughs) no one has that relationship with with that person Mm. more than uh, sorry with that with the property more than the person who's developed it but you brought up something very interesting there and that is on it teaches people to communicate 
And when you understand, there's so much that goes into selling something, and a real estate agent does have that specialised knowledge hmm. because. And they've been trained in oh, totally. sales as when well. When you understand human behaviour, mm. buyer behaviour, I, like, I have a marketing background mm. and then I've done personality profiling on top. Pretty much if I talk to someone, I can pick up pretty fast how they like to be spoken to mm. and it, you can understand what sort of information they want. Like if you talk to somebody like me, I want bullet points, direct, tell me what it is, no fluff, what's it, you know, just give me the facts mm. and I'll make a decision pretty quickly talk to somebody like Bob it's it's a little bit of a want to think about it process it's more around what it can do for you your family everybody else there is a little bit more of a conversation around it talk to somebody like your son Luke it's more the full he wants the brochure with all of the information you know all of the information and then you know the there's some people who just want to have a bit of a laugh. They like you, so they buy it. Not to that extreme, but sort of. They want a little bit of information, but not really. They're just sold on the emotional side mm-hmm. of it uh, way more. And there are more people in the world, um, It's a, over 60% are more like you. Mm. But when you can read people, when you understand how, how they like to be told the information, that has such a big impact on the ability to sell something because there's nothing worse. Yeah than being sold to and someone's waffling off for me I'm just like done see ya I'm switched off yeah 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 so uh, that's you know you could consider selling your own property you'd have to generally have ads which you'd run in realestate.com get one of those packages that Mm. that you can get run your own open homes I didn't realise with through realestate.com you had to be had to have a licence to advertise in yeah okay yeah but but like you get access through their license. Yeah, I understand that, yeah. yeah. And also, you could use, if you wanted to, what about Facebook Marketplace? Do people sell them on there? They probably do by now. I'm not on there very often. I've seen, uh, well, even Gumtree in the day, I mean, it's probably fallen apart a bit, Dale Gumtree, but I've, I've seen, I know at least two people that have bought sites off Gumtree. I think probably... And so Marketplace might have taken over a lot from Gumtree. I don't know. I'm not... I don't no. go there a lot. But if you were going to do it yourself, why would you not advertise them both? It's about exposure, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so look, you certainly can. I mean, why would you? You save quite a bit of money mm. if you if you're capable of it. But but really, what what's the best use of your time? Mm. I'd rather be like working on another project or doing something else, just letting the experts do what they do. And also, poten- I don't want to micromanage that. Oh no, and the potential to uh, understand how to use a contract or the actual sale and purchase agreement is that mm. just done by a lawyer or how well, does that happen? Yeah, you definitely want to work with your lawyer if you're selling your own property. Yeah. Um, they can prepare contracts for you and. and it's not just the contract, it's all the relevant documentation that, that precedes it, cooling off periods, all those things. It's a bit more complex than it used to be years ago. Uh, so you'd need a lawyer to guide you through those because, you know, you're, you're, you're presenting the seller, or the buyer, I should say, with, with, with the contract and all the, you know, all the correct information. You don't want to stuff that up. So work with a lawyer for, for sure. But um, that's not my preferred way of doing it. No. What's your preferred way, Bob? Well, I mean, that, that's that's selling yourself. You did ask me at the beginning, you know, what are the different ways of yep. selling your project? And I started with selling yourself, but agents typically, mm. and I'm talking about local real estate agents, mm. is typically what I, what what you would use mm. on a small project. And uh, it, when I say local real estate agents, generally, you might start off with the agent who sold you the site in the first place, because. Obviously, they're looking for the sales at the end. That's mm. where they make most of their money, by selling the finished product. And there's this... No, it's, 
an expectation to some extent that that they would have first crack at the sales. It's not it's not a written law, but uh, the agent that sells you the site might might get first crack at the sales at the other end. And if you think about that, sort of take a step back a little bit logically, they've already sold it to you mm. and hopefully you've built up some sort of relationship and you would have experienced their process. Mm. So you'll either think they were rubbish or they were great. And if they yeah. were great, that would be a reason. And often if we go back to when we talk about or when teaching how to find a site, it's about establishing that real estate agent uh, relationship as well. So it all would kind of tie in. I could see yeah, that. Yeah. Or you. Sometimes there's two types of agent too. There's agents that are really strong and work for the seller. And that's really what they should do because the agent is getting paid commission mm. by the seller. They're, they're, they're an agent of the seller. They should get the best price for the seller if they do their job right. And that's what a good agent should do. But we all have come across, I'm sure, sometimes agents that you think, well, they're not really doing a great job for the seller because they're, they're saying things like, oh, look, it went under contract mm. three weeks ago for this amount and, and they're really feeling the heat. Mm. So maybe if you went in at that or even a little bit less, I'll push it for you and try and get it signed. You know, like sometimes you meet agents like that. Mm. And that's wrong, of course. They're, yes. they're, and a lot of agents are in the middle in the respect that they're, they're just trying to broker a deal, you know. They're, they're, yes, they're trying to get a good price for the seller, but they don't want to miss out on the sale. So there's often mm. in the middle. Do you know, we just had an experience with three agents, right? Mm. Because we've done a little bit of moving and shaking, as we do. So... One purchase, the agent was very down the line working for the seller. You know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. He was down the line. The As he should be. As he should be. The next we had a slap happy, absolutely ridiculous agent who was so disorganized. This is a commercial agent. Yeah, commercial it was agent. A commercial transaction yeah, involved in nightmare. Not nightmare, but just we were sending them we were following them up and remember, you know, we, we're paying them in this case. It was pretty bad. And then the third one, uh, which auction, but we oh, yeah. um, had dealt with the agent first of all. And would that person, you say, have been working for the seller or for the... Oh, he's in the middle. That, in the middle. That so there you go. Yeah. No, and that's and all within the that's last okay. yeah. five to six weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're dealing with an agent on another side at the moment that I know really works hard for the seller. Yeah. And so they're not the people that I really love when I'm buying. <laughs> no, you know, can't I, bend them. I mean, I respect the guy and he's yeah. doing the right thing. But, yeah. but when you're a buyer and you've got someone you know is really pushing hard for the seller, you've got to, you've got to work harder and be a bit tougher. Um, it's harder to negotiate. Yeah. So, but, but by the same token, if I'm selling my project... You he's want a, that guy. He's a good guy to have on there. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if somebody is obviously not even working for the seller, like that example I gave you before. Would you really want them selling your project? No. 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 So it's not a foregone conclusion that you would have the same agent mm. selling your product that sold you the site. Mm. Uh, and so it's how you deal with that. Some of them say, oh, look, um, even before they find your deal, look, if, if, if I find your deal, I expect to get the sales. And I say, if you find me a deal, we'll certainly discuss it. And you've got first, first crack at it. Mm. You know, but but that's something we're going to have to discuss because I don't know you well enough yet, and uh, I want to I want to know more about you, and I want to see how you perform before I before I guarantee that. And that's what I say to them, which puts them on notice to perform a bit. Mm. But yeah, we, we've had some. I, I think I interviewed an agent way early on at the beginning of this podcast when 
I wasn't quite as good at podcasting as I may have gotten. Not saying that I think I'm great, but there's definitely some improvements from episode one, two, and three, that's for sure. But we've also got uh, a few mentoring uh, uh, mentoring students that are in our, hmm. that are real estate agents. Actually, probably in the recent, last few years, we've got one pretty hot one now, and she's an amazing real estate agent. Can we give her a plug? Hey. Terry Ann Murray. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Terry Ann Murray, the legend. Uh, she she's an amazing real estate agent. Mm. And but we've had a few others, you know, around the country. Yeah, in different states. Yes, and then I noticed. I just remember when another mentoring student was selling a four pack, mm. and he had a great agent. I think she was a great agent. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she did a fabulous job, I think. You had a financial involvement in that project, yeah, if I, I remember right. I did, but I did interview her, but that was nothing to do with my financial involvement. But I think what she did well, and that's the the skill of a great real estate agent, if you're going to use an agent, is she knew in which order to sell which apartment because mm. some were better, some were um, of the some were on the mm. road front. One had a pole in front of it, which mm. to sell first, mm. and she nailed it. She yeah. did. She did a fantastic job. So there is a bit more skill involved than just being able to yeah. read people and being able to list property. Mm. Yeah, that's good. There's an old saying: never sell your best properties first mm. uh, in real estate, and that's for sure. But um, and she she followed that. But but some agents, of course, they just want the sale. They just want any sale. They'll, they'll sell your best one first, and they'll sort of set a set of prices. You work backwards from there. But yeah. But uh, the other thing I, I did mention the word local agent, and uh, that's really important. Yeah. Uh, uh, is to have a local agent, and I bought a site once uh, for five townhouses, and it it had been on the market for two years. It was overpriced, admittedly, and I, I did have to um, leverage the you know, lever the price down. Uh, but after two years of not selling it, it wasn't that hard I was to do. What word you were going to use there? Yeah, <laughs> but um, no. The what had happened is he had some relationship with a real estate agent, a friend, a friend of the family, relative. I don't know what it was. Nine suburbs away. Oh. So this guy listed his property with his mate with um, an old LJ Hooker office, which is which is fine, but nine suburbs away. Mm. And also, when I saw it, I was introduced to it by the uh, the property manager. I knew the property manager who was managing the, the, the rentals there. Yep. And he knew the guy wanted to sell it. And he said, oh, look, I've got a guy who's been trying to sell this site. It's got, it's got an approval for five townhouses. been trying forever. Would you like to have a talk to him? That's how that, that, that connection, and that's how I eventually got it. But when I went there, there was no... There was no sign on the fence anywhere, and um, I found I found it sort of under the house. <laughs> it was a high set house, and then and then I realised there was somebody nine suburbs away. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? Although I was dealing directly with them, I thought I'll just do a, a bit of a quiet thing. I, I rang up an inquiry. I said, Oh, look, I noticed you got a property for sale over in such and number such and such a street in the suburb. And but this um, is after you'd been an agent, yeah, like years later. Oh, no, this is when I was looking at the site to buy it. Yes, but this yeah, is yeah, and no. you're a lifetime after. Yeah, Bob's 20 had like years lots later. of lifetimes. So yeah. yeah. So, so remember, this is a, a site, had a DA for five townhouses. I was introduced to it by the managing agent. Yep. Uh, the guy had had it on the market for two years, couldn't sell it, had it listed with an agent nine suburbs away. I rang that agent and I said, oh, um, I, I understand you've got a property for sale over it. And I gave them the, the address. Mm. And they couldn't find the listing. No. <laughs> no way. Well, it had gone stale and probably fallen off their list. Oh. And so, but this guy, I mean, silly guy. Firstly, silly guy for listing it with somebody nine suburbs away. That's, that's not, not a great thing to do. But he, 
he obviously never followed up too much. It's mm, terrible. Uh, I know he was a busy guy, the owner, and he was involved in another project he'd bought that had lots of problems as well because he mm. wasn't a real developer. He'd never done a course. Uh, he just stumbled from one disaster to another. And, uh, yeah, so so there you go. And uh, she didn't even know about it. So God knows when he would have finally done something, but it was starting to hurt him as well. So uh, I, I got in there at the right time, helped Perfect. him out, yeah, bought it off him got it at what it was actually valued at not what he was asking he was asking about probably 25 percent over what it was worth mm. but we got there hey bob just on that what about using a buyer's agent to notify we we haven't really talked about that one you know if you finding were, sites you mean not yeah, but, selling them but telling a buyer's agent that it's available that's kind of is that would that qualify as well, selling it yourself or no, how you does could. that work i mean yeah. there's buyer's agents who who find investment properties for people. Yes. And what you've developed might be a, a good investment product. Yeah. So, yeah, by all means, that's a, that's another good way. That's that's a good one there. How, how would you do? How would you go about doing that? Just find well, a decent one? Well, you, I mean, you can Google buyers agents if you don't know any personally. I get about a, five emails a week from them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's an influx of very inexperienced <laughs> buyers agents out but there. But we know who, some good ones. Of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, make make contact with buyers agents who have um, but of course they're representing the the purchaser so that's that's the other side of the equation but yeah if you make them aware of it the good thing is there i suppose in a way um that you wouldn't pay commission the the, the person who buys the property pays the buyer's agent a fee mm. for finding it you don't pay the buyer's agent a mm. fee they can't double dip at least they shouldn't and uh, so that's that might be a way of selling something, and and you could even offer the the commission you would have paid through an agent, which is being your fees anyway, as a as a discount to the client to make the other guy look good, because the buyer's agent's job is to try and get stuff at a good price. So mm. he could say, well, look, I've negotiated you know X dollars off it, but really it's because you're not paying the commission to an agent so, so why we're on commissions Bob hmm. so if you were to use a buyer's agent or make them aware of it there's zero commission you talked about real estate agents being around 2% state dependent hmm. um, what does a marketer well that's our other people so we've gone we've moved from real estate agents now onto, onto project marketers marketing now generally they're not that interested in small projects so you normally so what small a, what sticks oh, over small it's hard it, it depends on, on them, probably six pack upwards, maybe. Okay. I mean, there's some big marketing companies that don't want anything under 22, uh, 20 also, <laughs> not 22. So, yeah, it does depend. But these are the guys, say guys, guys and girls, who charge, you know, 6 7% or a flat fee, could be 30, could be 40 grand. They, they charge a lot more than a real estate agent. So, why would you ever do it? Well, it's because they normally have a big database of people it they work particularly well if you're selling investment stock yeah there's a lot of investment outside of the box rather than mums and dads Mm. sounds yeah and and most of my life i've developed investment stock Mm -hmm. a lot more than i've developed stock for owner occupiers yeah and and i have used uh, some of these marketers these high-priced marketers and uh, oh that's okay look the the reason that their commissions are so high is there's often one or two or three people involved in the sale so in order to get a big database in order to get volume and lots of sales they have to work through other people yeah so they might uh, for instance be in contact with a a number of accountancy firms who when they have the accountants have clients uh, 
where they decide, look, it'd be a good idea if you bought an investment property, it'll help you for tax and this and whatever else. And then, and then that's the connection there. What a great Financial problem to have, planners isn't it? to a degree, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Finance breaks. Lots of people. So they have they have a lot of networks where people who refer uh, per- purchases to them mm. get a fee. And so that you know there might be a forty thousand dollar commission, whereas an agent might be you know twenty or eighteen or fifteen or something. Mm. Uh, but there might be three people getting a fee out of that. Mm, so that's why it's a little bit higher. Yeah. And, Bob, moving on to staging, I know what you and I think, but I just like to ask questions because I ask questions I hope that the people are listening are thinking. What do you think about staging? Oh, I'm totally in favour of it. Yeah, but, but you don't stage everything. So, no. So obviously if, if, you, if you sell your properties before, you, before you know, the titles are issued, then there's nothing to stage, no. so you wouldn't. I, I'd stage owner-occupier. Yes, product. I because wouldn't it's stage. emotional. I generally wouldn't stage investment product because they don't really give a rip too much about how the furniture looks and where it fits. No. They're interested. Investors are interested in numbers. It's analytical. You know, what's the vacancy rate in this year? What sort of rental can I get? Mm. How close is it to transport and shops and everything? Mm. You know, all these other things. That's what, uh, that's what investors want. Owner mm. occupies, of course, buy with emotion. And that's where it's good to stage. I know you staged, well... Yeah. I, I worked as a as a labourer for you. And Bob was my on lackey. Your, on your last reno in New Zealand. And with stage, it looked amazing and that's mm. sold within 12 hours. So that was probably, I th- without a doubt, it was the staging that did it. But prior to that, when I'd probably sold about four before, um, I think two myself and two with agents, and that was just how I felt at the time. Mm. But we definitely even though we ended up living in them to finish off the reno before selling them, I would minute, like strip the house so it looked like a show home. Mm. And it was just my daughter and I living in there. We were just, it just looked like a show home 24-7. And that, I think it was almost like a staged house. Yeah. But we just took out a lot of the stuff because you don't want your place to look cluttered when no, you're selling. And no. Yeah, so that was a type of staging. It's definitely, I believe it's definitely well worth yeah, the effort to yeah. stage. And, and it proves to people that it can be furnished. Yes. It's funny when some people look at an empty house, they think, oh, I'm not going to fit a king-size bed in here or, not, or, or, or this or that. Mm. Whereas when it's done, oh, yeah. Because people have funny ideas about size, mm. you know, uh, like particularly when, when there's a blank canvas, like an, an empty um, mm. an empty house. Staging definitely works. And, and I, I'd, I'd say that it can even help you get a better price. Yes. I mean, it costs something to stage, obviously, mm. but I think you, you more than get your money back. Uh, first of all, in the speed of sale, mm. because it's costing you interest every day. So the sooner you sell and settle, the better. But also, I think on on price. Mm. So yeah, I'm definitely in favour of staging owner occupier properties. So we've pretty much gone through uh, the pros and cons of of everything you know to know about selling your property development project but before you can sell a property development project you have to actually make a property development that's right yes so you do that well i've got a great plan you could uh, sign up to our free masterclass. obviously we'll talk about the products and the programs that we offer but we do lead you through like how to get started in property development so if you're interested in learning a little bit more about what we've got coming up just click the link below i'll get the, get that put in beneath this podcast and and yeah come along jump on it's online from nine to one sydney time and usually finishes about half an hour early but yeah, come along and experience the the wonder 
the amazing <laughs> Bob Anderson teaching yeah. because he's pretty fabulous at it. And just see if it's something you might like to learn so you can then have the uh, decisions to make whether you will be selling your project via a marketer, via, through yourself or through an agent or perhaps even s- telling a buyer's agent. Hmm. So, Bob, anything else you'd like to add to? I think we've covered it. Okay, we've covered it. Well, I hope you found that riveting and interesting. And we've got to give away the book this week. The book goes to Mr. It is Mr. Kingsley Mitchell. Kingsley, this is in the post to you. In fact, I think it might even have gone out yesterday. So, Kingsley, enjoy. Remember, straight to page 121, where you can learn all about why Bob Anderson believes that property development is the pinnacle of all property strategies, why he's been in this industry for around 39 years plus, uh, and why he likes teaching people like all of you listening how to become property developers and not just how to become, how to become a good property developer and, yeah, change your life and the life of the people around you. I think that's it. We're done. Little plug on the end. Check out propertymastermind.com.au. We will catch you next week. See See ya.